Alright y'all Keys day So be open minded That's why I have to say You might not like it But it's real So listen up Yo listen up Yo ever since 911 It's been murder for lies Yo what's up everybody It's the NoHo Podcast I'm Patrick Bradley Down here in Atlanta, Georgia uh, this is episode three. Um, I'm going to jump into it. I'm basically going to do the episode that I wanted to do uh, last uh, last time. And uh, somehow I did something completely different. Um, so I want to uh, talk about an article. This, is, this isn't, you know, breaking news or anything. This is from February. Um, <clears throat> but I wasn't doing a podcast back then. And it's something that I noticed. Um, I saw this article come through. It's on uh, QZ.com. I think it's just Quartz is the name of the uh, publication. And um, they have an article with the title, The Robot That Takes Your Job uh, That Takes Your Job Should Pay Taxes, says Bill Gates. Um, so anyway, uh Surprise, surprise, an article about somehow increasing taxes I am in disagreement with. And um, I guess I'll read a little bit about it. There's actually some audio um, from Bill Gates, and I'm going to lace that in. And this is going to be um, a new technical uh, attempt for the podcast to bring in some sort of like outside audio sources. Um, I, I don't know if anybody's interested in how I'm doing this. Um, you know, like I, I mentioned in the first uh, episode, um, you know, I, I basically have this recording studio at my house and uh, I'm recording it there. So I'm pretty much recording it how I would, you know, like by hip hop song or something with the vocals, you know, like, uh, I use logic and then I just have like a multi-track recorder. Um, uh, it'll be interesting though, you know, if it's at some point I want to do, you know, an interview or have some guest on and, uh, they got a call in, I'm not really sure how that will work. Um, but you know, I hope there's some way that I can route it in here because moving out of logic uh, you know, to something that sort of doesn't support, you know, regular plugins like VSTs. I just have a f- feeling that like podcasting software doesn't have the, um, these types of plugins uh, available, you know. Um, and, you know, hopefully it's coming across that, you know, for uh, someone just doing their first two podcasts ever, um, you know, the audio quality is is pretty top-notch. Um so, uh, anyway, that being said, I have this kind of, I had to sort of splice this audio from this YouTube video or, you know, download it off of it and, uh, and then cut it, the pieces I wanted and put it back in here. And now I sort of have them muted and then I'm gonna have to drag them in. I don't know if anybody cares about that, but I thought I would, I'd mention it. Um, I'm sure, you know, it'll work out, but it's, uh, I'm a little bit nervous about it. <laughs> Uh, trying, I'm, I'm nervous about sort of like making it, you know, if, if I mess up, I certainly can just like rewind and splice it, but then 
you know, I'm afraid like it's not going to sound as uh, natural or something. Anyway, so here's this article, um, and let's just read a little bit out of it. So it says, robots are taking human jobs, but Bill Gates believes that governments should tax companies' use of them as a way to at least temporarily slow the spread of automation and to fund other types of employment. (sighs) It's, God. Everything's wrong in that first uh, paragraph there. Um, so, I, I mean, I think my main, you know, my main contention with this and uh, is essentially that, you know, this idea of robots um, taking our jobs is, is just like an arbitrary line in a continuous um, evolution of human technology. And I don't see how uh, this is any different, you know, a robot, I don't know, they let's say robot lawnmowers put, you know, pretty much all, you know, landscapers out of business or whatever, like human landscapers. Humans are no longer mowing lawns, not even on riding motors, mo- uh, mowers anymore. Um, you know, how, how is that different than, like, the electric saw, you know, versus the, you know, saw that, you know, you sort of had to go back and forth by hand, you know, or before the saw, the axe, or before the axe, like, Lord knows, I mean, right? I guess it was, I don't know, (laughs) if you play Minecraft, right, in the beginning, you just, like, punch trees apart, you know? So, um, I'm not sure why now um, this is this huge, you know, this huge issue, Um, like, this big fear. I mean, it's not right. I mean that—that's the the moral of the story. Is it's a it's a boogeyman. Uh, I'm I'm also have been knocking around the idea of not cursing a lot. Um, we'll see how that works out. Sometimes it just feels really good. Um, but anyway, you know, that's the you know the basic analysis of this is that it is a boogeyman. Uh, this, there, this isn't some particular inflection point, you know, that all of a sudden humans aren't gonna have any employment because, you know, robots are doing everything. Um, and it's, you know, I mean... With these types of analysis, I think a lot, a lot of times people try to get in the head of, you know, in this case, Bill Gates, you know, why, or say, you know, he's not considering this, or he's not, you know, I don't know what dude's motives are, right? Like, maybe he legitimately has a really poor grasp of economics. Um, he possibly has just not thought much about this and just decided to do this interview, or maybe he's got nefarious motives, you know? Maybe 
he wants to bring in more regulation because it makes the barrier to entry to the competition for the company, which he is, you know, I would assume that most of his wealth is, you know, uh, from Microsoft. And I'm not, I don't think that this guy is, you know, I don't think it's necessarily about counting dollars either, right? It's like keeping Microsoft in its place. Um, Or in general, you know, I don't, I don't really know. The point is, is, is I don't, I don't know, right? Like I can speculate, um, but does it really matter? Um, I mean, I think the most important thing is that we figure out what the truth is. And then as far as with respect to the actual argument and the ideas that are being put forth, and if we disagree, then, you know, understanding why we disagree, you know, and the speculation is to why he's saying this, if it's so blatantly wrong, I don't know. You know, I leave that to the, uh, to the listener. That's a uh, homework, uh, you can do. And, um, and I don't really care what your answers are. Uh, so, so to temporarily slow the spread of automation. So I think, you know, the first thing is to sort of realize that this automation idea, um, you know, isn't new. Uh, you could, you know, it's essentially, you know, doing labor or making, you know, it's essentially like making human labor, you know, more efficient. Um, like the hammer, like the saw, you know, whatever. The wheel, you know, that was a big one. I guess, you know, at that point, like, they had a bunch of people, you know, carrying rocks around, right? They had like a hundred people to like move all these rocks from one place to the other to build these ancient megalithic structures. And uh, I think I just closed the... uh, um, there we go. I don't know why I closed the, uh, the article there. Um, you know, so yeah, you were paying whatever. I mean, they were probably slaves back then, but you know, let's, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. So they're paying them, you know, say a hundred people. And then, you know, some guy invents the wheel and, you know, this, this, uh, business owner invests some of his profits into some wheeled carts and, uh, you know, he's able to lay off, I don't know, 90 of the workers, you know, it's now he's got 10 guys. So, you know, so Bill Gates would say that, um, you know, he's got to pay, you know, these cart tax or something he's got to pay you know this tax on on these 90 people i guess forever you know um i mean it's 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 like a direct penalty on efficiency um you know and that's it's pretty it's pretty odd you know i i mean it's so counter i mean it's with obviously slow down uh the economy 
right? Like, I mean, you're you're saying anything that you can do more efficiently should be you you should still have to pay the taxes as if, you know, you couldn't. But in order to get to the efficiency, right? Like this guy, uh this ancient business owner at the, you know, the um rise of the wheel technology, he had to invest his own profits and his own, you know, his own savings, whatever, the money that he saved in into this um you know, this this equipment. And so if he's not going to get anything out of it, um, like, why would he invest? And now, you know, to build this same structure, you know, you, he could do it with, you know, 10 people. Well, he's still got to use 100 people, you know. So now this under other 90 people, you know, could, would would have been free to to work on other projects, you know. I mean... What's another way to look at this? You could build 10 structures at the same time, right? But Bill Gates wants you to build one, uh, you know, and just pretend or, you know, still make this guy pay. Like, you know, like you're not going to be able to get from out, out from under that, you know, like why? I mean, I guess I guess you I guess the idea is that you would only be paying the taxes on it. So, you know, it's not. I, I don't even know what uh, how much that would be, but, you know, let's just say it's, you know, 10% or something uh, of their salary. So, you know, if he lays off, if, if he replaces 90 workers, you know, he would really, I guess, really only maybe be footing the salary for nine more, um, you know, but isn't that, um, I mean, but it's still like worse than zero, right? It's just like, nine more uh, salaries um, that, you know, this this company is now, this is just has to send to the government. <laughs> uh, and, you, uh, I mean, I, I mean, I guess, you know, this audience is, is probably pretty libertarian and, and, you know, free market leaning. So I'm going to not talk about that. I mean, at some point I could maybe do an episode on, you know, the idea of taxation and, and why, you know, why the government is always, you know, inefficient with deploying capital versus, you know, the free market. Um, besides the fact that, you know, just it's plain theft. And like I'd mentioned in a previous article, I mean, a previous episode, um, you know, to me, the strongest argument is the moral argument and is that, you know, that you have a right to not have your money stolen. And, you know, the idea that taxation is anything but theft um, is just incorrect. You know, like the only reason that I'm paying my taxes is because I don't want to get put in jail. You know, I mean, there's no there's no other reason for it. So, um Anyway, and, and, you know, and regardless, if some people are are totally into it, like, that's all well and good for them. But, you know, that's not me, you know, like, I am being forced against my will. So, anyway, um, so we, uh, you know, we see that 
this is in general making, you know, the uh, the economy, at least of our country or whoever would employ this, less efficient. I mean, it's just really increasing the amount of taxes that somebody would pay where, you know, maybe if this, you know, maybe if, uh, you know, he didn't have to pay these other nine salaries, he would have been able to actually, you know, maybe he would have bought, you know, some more carts and then, you know, actually built another structure uh, and would have hired 10 more people, you know, um, because, you know, uh, I mean, we know what happens when the tax money goes into the government, you know. Um, so let's uh, let's before I just keep going and going and going, let us hear the first part of what Bill Gates says. Right now, if a human worker does you know, fifty thousand dollars worth of work in a factory, that income is taxed. If a robot comes in to do the same thing. You'd think that we'd tax the robot at a similar level. Nope. Funny. I don't think that. And I, I, uh, I don't, I mean, I know I'm kind of, I'm just sort of like harping on, you know, something, whatever, like the way I'm sure he did mean anything by this but his little you know if a worker does $50,000 of work and the, the sort of chuckle uh, and I just sort of thinking like is he laughing at that like oh it's such a paltry amount uh, to contribute you know he's, he's got all these billions whatever anyway so um, <laughs> I it, it's the attitude, and it, it, I mean, this is kind of cut, you know, obviously this is sort of, there's no context, right? We don't hear the actual question, um, but he's saying it so matter of fact, like, and again, you know, I give, um, I I mean, you know, let's say, you know, you're you're running some warehouse business, you know, and, and you know, you get uh, you know, you upgrade your your inventory system, um, and now you have it all you know all digitized, and you know you had to invest like who knows you know tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know it scales with with your business, but whatever it is, it's probably a significant amount. And uh, you know, and so you know, Bill Gates wants to hit you with uh, you know, sort of more more costs on top of that. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, that, that's, that's just like what it comes down to, right? These capital investments are, uh, like they, you know, they cost money and, uh, and, and this is going to increase it. I mean, it's not going to do jack shit for the economy, you know? Um, and, and so let's hear, I believe this next clip then is about what, you know, kind of what you would what we would sort of do with this money or what he thinks we should. What the world wants is to take this opportunity to make all the goods and services we have today and free up labor, let us do a better job of reaching out to the elderly, having smaller class size, helping kids with special needs. You know, all of those are things where human empathy and understanding are, are still very, very unique. And we still deal with an immense shortage uh, people to help out uh, there and so if you can take the labor that used to do the thing automation replaces and both financially and training wise and fulfillment wise 
have that person go off and do these other things, you're net ahead. But you can't just give up that income tax because that's part of how you've been funding that level of human workers. So um, I guess this, so, I mean, there's a, again, there's, there's so many ways to kind of come at this. Um, but the, so the thing that I, I feel like is the most, um, well, I guess it would be the second in like really, really big flaw. The, fir- the first is sort of arbitrarily drawing this line, like as if, you know, we haven't been automating away jobs for a long time. So, you know, and, and sort of just deciding now that we're going to try to make this move for, you know, more tax money, you know, uh, right, you know, right when, uh, now we're just going to spin it up. And, it, you know, I mean, and this isn't the first time that we, that I've heard this. I mean, I, you know, I've heard this idea, you know, before robots are going to do, you know, all our jobs or, you know, whatever, um, you know, and he so he points out uh, the one thing he says is that we want to, uh, you know, and, and again he's just speaking for everybody, right? I mean, there there's a sort of, you know, just ego in that. Like I, I mean, it's like, look, bro, like you, like me, and you see this opposite. So, you know tone down you being the mouthpiece for everybody as if just oh everybody agrees you know and then while you're just spewing bullshit but you know so he he mentioned some things that you know require human empathy or whatever so there's i guess in his mind there's some there are some jobs that you know robots just won't take i mean it just like Think about how child, it's just such like a childish thing to even say, like, this guy, right, the great Bill Gates, you know, uh, he founded one of, the, like, the great tech companies of all time. And this guy is is saying robots are going to take our jobs, right? Like, I mean, where, you know, like... I mean, there are such things as robots, you know, I mean, but like, hey, it was funny because I, I was actually talking to a, a buddy of mine from uh, undergraduate about this, you know, and he was saying, I, I was just saying how I was sort of interested in, in robotics and stuff. And, you know, he he's um, he actually works in in some uh, virtual reality, like sensor type stuff and was talking about what he's interested in. And, you know, when we were and he just sort of mentioned that it's kind of like a gray, uh, you know, like this idea of robots. I mean, it's 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 not it's not like there's just going to be like C-3PO's walking around and right. Right. Like that makes sense. But that's like I feel like like that's obvious, but I'm not sure that it's obvious in the context of what Bill Gates is talking about. And it's just like a childish sort of take on something that is such a big deal what he's saying i mean this would be a, a gigantic you know drag on the economy and and you know um I, I i don't know you know it's like let's just use some more precise language if you're going to start you know threatening to, to to for people to pay taxes on ghost workers um jesus so uh and um but the you know so he mentions these jobs right these human human empathy you know and 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 again 
because this isn't some special moment in time where all of a sudden now automation is going to start taking our jobs. We can just look back over, you know, I don't know, the last hundred years where there has been a massive increase in, in automation. You know, I mean, big one, you know, industrial is eight, I don't know, 100 years, 200 years, you know, whatever, how far you got to go back. But, uh, you know, I, <laughs> um, I remember, you know, seeing this article, you know, a few months ago when I first saw it and thinking about, you know, <laughs> like my, my buddy's wife is uh, like an interior designer, you know, and she just recently like started the business. I mean, within the last year and, you know, she's doing all right. I mean, she's, you know, making money. She's finding um, customers and people are paying her for this, you know, like how many, uh, you know, people's wives were becoming, you know, interior designers, um, before the wheel was invented, right? There just weren't even a lot of fucking houses around, right? Like there wasn't a lot of anything, you know? And it, I mean, so we have somehow managed to like weather this giant storm of automation for since whenever, you know, industrialization started, you know, uh, prior to that, you know, technology was, seemed to be sort of moving a lot more slowly, right? Like there was, I guess, discovering fire, how to start fires, and then a pretty big gap to the wheel <laughs> and, uh, and um, I'm not sure if, if agriculture came before or after that, but people started figuring out, hey, there's seeds and, you know, we can take them and put them in lines and, you know, get more food. You know, these things happen at a lot slower rate, but, you know, they started picking up, picking up. And, you know, we're seeing, you know, things kind of feed, uh, you know, feed into it itself. And, and interestingly with, you know, more abundance and more wealth, people are able to, like, take, spend more time developing new technologies. And they have more wealth to research them, to put more, you know, they can take their savings and invest it in this research and try to develop new technologies and move even faster. But, you know, but I mean, I think that like, like, like the real, you know, the kind of trump card for this, to, to me, the counter argument is that, you know, unemployment has kind of ebbed and flowed over, you know, let's say through the 20th century. Um, I haven't really looked into it. I know there's a lot of politicizing of the unemployment numbers, um, but at least at face value, um, and maybe I'm very wrong for taking them at face value. Um, I know F Sh uh, Schiff has talked a lot about uh, what goes into them, but I I've never really looked into myself. But at face value, they're, you know, they're quite low right now. You know, we got fucking machine learning, artificial intelligence, server farms, robot lawnmowers. We got fucking robot vacuum cleaners, home automation. Uh, you know, everything is mobile. You know, I mean, when's the last time you've gone to the bank? I don't know. For me, it's been a long time. I, I don't know. 
Um, if I've set foot in a bank in the last 12 months, you know what I mean? And uh, somehow people are still finding work, right? There's new jobs, you know, like all of a sudden, you know, you could be an Uber driver now. You couldn't be an Uber driver, you know, you can like there is way more opportunity for interior decorators and designers as full-on businesses or graphic designers. I mean, think about the amount of fucking graphic designers employed in this country. It's bananas. You think in the 50s there were that many graphic designers? And there were zero Uber drivers, you know? And, like, what does it do? Like, now, um, you know, what, in, in, you know, before Uber, like, I could take a taxi, you know, but that shit was hard. And and I could tell you, in Atlanta, I mean, you really didn't. Uh, I mean, I, I uh, yeah, I lived here for a while when there was no Uber. I mean, it, you know, it was like a, you know, revolutionary here. I mean, that just, like, didn't exist and now it exists, you know? Um, and, and then, like, people can get around without, they don't even need to own a car, you know? Get places faster. I mean, I, uh, it's... <laughs> Doing this, uh, it, like, just totally by myself and podcast format, sometimes I, I kind of, like, get going, and then I, I, I sort of pause, and I feel like, have I just, like, totally, you know, obliterated this point? Am I just, like, basically re repeating the same concept over and over and over and over? I don't know. But I will try to sort of summarize it with uh, saying... Um, just in general, there is a significant amount of wealth. You know, I heard uh, one time somebody tried to compare today to, you know, the wealth in, uh, of, of people in the past, you know. And it, he said, um, so it was something about horse, horses, right? You know, like people back in, you know, a wealthy person maybe like own a horse, you know, and maybe a, a few and a rich person, you know, maybe a you know, a very wealthy rural person is stables, you know, I mean, maybe there's a hundred horses in there, you know, whatever. And, and then, uh, you know, and he was like, you know, my lawnmowers like got 20 horsepower, in it, you know, he's like my toasters probably, I mean, I, I got a fucking Blendtec blender. It's got a few horsepower engine in it or something. I mean, you know, it's, it's just like incomparable and, and, uh, you know, but, you know, people keep f finding new stuff that they want and new stuff they want to create, you know? I think how many people, like, make music now or whatever. And, I, I mean, I guess I'm kind of talking on my ass with this because I, I honestly don't really know the percentage of the population that is, like, doing art uh, regularly as compared to in the 1800s or something. Um, but my guess is that it's way higher now. Um, but you know, I could, I could be wrong. Um, so I have one more clip of him here and I actually kind of forget what he says in it. Um, but you know, we'll, uh, we'll give old Brill grades a chance to, uh, maybe turn us around, turn me around, uh, on this, you know, final clip here. Some of it can come on the profits that are generated by the labor-saving efficiency there. Some of it can come directly in some type of robot tax. You know, I don't think the robot companies are going to 
know, be outraged that there might be a tax. And, uh, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, what is? I just don't get what he's laughing at. Like, who? Who is he talking for? You tell me that, like, that company that makes the robot vacuums, or like, they don't give a shit if their taxes go up. I, I mean, I just, I, I don't know. I don't get it. Like, it, it's just, and his like, smug laughing about. And, you know, I, the thing is, is I think a normal average person, you know, I mentioned I, I, briefly about the sort of global warming talk I was at, you know, it's a while ago, I don't know, like 2005, or this, it was like the Secretary of Energy or something was giving this speech at, you know, Georgia Tech. And, you know, and it was just, it was, it was very convincing to me at the time. And, and, and it was like, oh my God, it may already be too late and, you know, whatever. And, and my comment was that just, you know, I had no way to fight against that. Like what that guy was saying. I, I just, I just don't have guns big enough to like intellectually battle with that guy. And, and, and at that time, you know, I just, I didn't know much about it it seemed on the surface like you know a slam dunk of an argument you know so i bought it and um and and i'm not i'm not saying i'm like a man-made global warming denier uh i, I would admit it's it's sort of in that category of things that i'm going to be skeptical about uh because you know i don't generally trust the the source that it's coming from um you know, and I, and I firmly understand the idea that regulations are almost, you know, unanimously brought in uh, as protection against comp new competition for incumbents. I mean that, and and you know, well, you know, at the end of the day, the global warming, you know, all that stuff is is just clamoring for regulations. You know, and then what's this? You know, what does this come down to at the end, right? They want more regulations. I mean, that that's it, you know? Like, I'm not picking, like, oh, I'm this, like, I, I, I don't know. Like, the, like my, ide my ideology is not in, you know, something, like, against the environment or pro-robot or whatever. It's anti-regulation, right? It's like, I don't want the government coming in and strangling, you know, the competition of its cronies. I mean, and that's it, man. That's that's the reality. That's what we have today, you know. I'm sure there maybe some laws slip through, you know, here and there, minor ones, but the big ones, you know what I mean? Like net neutrality. I mean, that's like uh maybe it's a battle against cronies, I don't know. Um but anyway, <clears throat> The, uh, you know, I just wanted to, to sort of mention because I uh, or, or just talk a second about just the sort of tone and the way it's presented, um, you know, and I'm no I'm no psychologist, but, you know, I think that, you know, what I found in, in my life now, I'm 41 years old. I've worked in some large corporations, a lot of small ones. I've worked in academia, you know, a lot and. All you know, different places, and and uh, you know, to me, 
you don't see competence necessarily the thing that rises to the top, particularly in like corporations and stuff, but even small startups I've seen this in, um, I don't know, you know, I mean, half of it is you just come in, you know, it's like you, you, you've got to present as if you have with this air of confidence, right? Like that carries so much weight. And I do believe that there's studies on this and, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll go try, try to find this. Uh, but, you know, when, you know, you, you sort of present, when Bill Gates sort of presents these ideas as this sort of, uh, 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 with this sort of smug attitude of just like, he just can't even, you know, it's a joke that somebody would disagree. Well, the average person doesn't have the ammunition to outthink this argument. You know, they just don't. Um, I, and then, you know, that's it, man. They hear Bill Gates, like, this guy's super successful. You know, this guy built a company from nothing. He essentially makes robots, you know. He's, like, basically made his money off of this. And he's such a generous guy that he's actually offering up some of his profits. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that's how this, like, plays when, when an you know, average person sort of sees this and um you know and it's obviously just you know bs i mean uh you know i think we went through it, it I, I don't i don't to me i i don't think it's like a terribly complex topic you know it's the idea that first of all you know the flawed notion that we are in some particular place in time that you know automation and, you know, taking uh, the labor, I mean, you know, that it's a thing, right? It's like, it's not really even taking, it's taking like that specific job, but like if they go and do another job, did it really take like a job? I mean, you know, I mean, are, are we like really counting them up? You know, like the, uh, you know, my God, how many tree punchers jobs from back before we had any tools you know are uh <laughs> are just out there not and we're not getting that tax money you know i mean and you know, like let's say ah, i wish i could think I, i'm not gonna be able to do a good job of this but you know i i mean i'm I bet the number of jobs that have been like automated away is probably like more than there are like jobs today or something, you know? Uh, and, and it's like, they want to keep getting taxes from all these jobs, you know, like, like my, for instance, my, you know, my friend that's an interior, uh, designer, you know, I mean, she, you know, probably would have been like, sewing dresses or something you know back in the day so like they need to get that tax money right even though they're getting tax money from her interior design business where she's actually employing other people you know <laughs> it's so fucking dumb um but yeah so let's 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 just knock this out summarize real quick so we're not in a special place in time, you know, they don't even try to argue that they just start talking. So people's brains just say, oh, man, this must be like 
time to be nervous. There's no special, you know, place or, you know, there's no, there's no like tipping point that's happening right now. We've been automating, you know, economies have been automating jobs away for thousands of years and it's accelerating. Um, but luckily, unemployment's actually pretty low somehow, despite thousands of years of developing new tools and new ways to do jobs. You know, I mean, think like Ford, they made the assembly line, you know, and we got a bunch more cars. I mean, that's the thing, too. It's like it, it's it's two things, right? Like the automation, not only does it make it so, you know, now now we have those like big those crazy robot arms, right, on assembly lines, um, except I guess making iPhones in China, they still use these Chinese like quasi slaves. Um, but, you know, the like modern factories are generally like these big robot arms placing the parts and zoom, 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 zooming through. So, you know, not only, you know, now as a person not doing that and they're freed up to go do, you know, another thing, um, like maybe interior designer or, you know, open up a restaurant or whatever, you know, become a graphic designer, um, maybe, maybe become a SoundCloud, you know, DJ, um, but it actually produces a shitload more cars too. So now this guy that was like, you know, would have been working on the assembly line, you know, is now, you know, being a graphic designer and he's able to drive a car around because they're fucking way cheaper because robots are making them. Um, and there's just way more of them. So... So that's basically it, and uh, you know uh, they they want to, you know he's he's it. Oh, another thing too is um, back when this happened, um, I remember starting to hear this. Like it was like this little media like push that was made all at the same time. I heard this Bill Gates thing, I saw it on some news show, and then the one that really hit me was House of Cards. You know, and this was before. Um, they, you know, before Kevin Spacey was outed as some, uh, I don't know, with his sexual assault stuff, he was giving some talk and, uh, you know, in a town hall kind of thing. And it was all about, or like the whole thing was about, you know, robots taking their, you, you know, your jobs and how he, he was, he said something like, uh, you know, it, it's not the Chinese that are taking your jobs. It's robots. And I swear to you that this was like the same week. We can look, you know, I, I could, uh, I, it would take too long to do it now. But this article came out February 17th, 2017. I wonder what, uh, oh, right. They don't come out weekly. So I don't know. Anyway, uh, I was watching you know, that episode of, of House of Cards, which dropped right around then. But there was this kind of like multi-pronged assault where all of a sudden you're hearing it and hearing it, you know. And uh, I don't know, man, it's depressing because I feel like, again, just, you know, most people just don't, they can't, they just don't have enough ammunition, like, you know, intellectually or experientially, to, to fight against these things and and you know they they sort of just want to believe and you know they want this uh they don't have time I don't know you know there's so many topics right there's so many things and they 
And uh, it's like, to me, that's the kind of beauty of like the Austrian theory. And, and it's what, um, you know, uh, I think Dave Smith often makes the analogy to like learning jujitsu. Now, I, you know, I don't know jujitsu, but I get the analogy. You know, it's like this, it's almost like this cheat code, right? Like if, if you're really good at jujitsu, you know, some guy kind of starts some stuff with you. You may not look like that tough, but, you know, it's like pretty easy to subdue him, I guess. I mean, that's the idea. Um, and, you know, I think with the with learning like the Austrian theory, you know, it's like you just it, like it really doesn't matter the details. Like at some point, you know, I'm just I'm listening and, I, you know, it's interesting. Maybe they're talking about new, you know, artificial intelligence or robotics that is being developed. Cool, cool, cool. And then at some point they, you know, sort of just like make this, you know, some wild claim that then requires them to add more regulations and get more tax money, right? Like, that's really, like, what you need to know, you know? I mean, it's always good, I think, to then go from that to, uh, you know, then backtrack, try to try to learn a little bit, you know, like, deeper about it, because you're not going to be very convincing, you know, trying trying to, like, Tell people, uh, you know, don't worry about the robots, man, because we're going to have other new, cooler, weirder jobs in the future. You know what I mean? We'll probably have like, I don't know, uh, interior car designers, you know what I mean? What like what else can we do? I don't know. Like uh, I have these huge smart lights. Maybe, you know, we'll, we'll have people that, you know, of whole industries just developing like scenes for these lights because we got all this new wealth that all these cool robots made for us. Uh, and then we have all this other shit, you know, and, uh, we can, we can just keep getting into it, you know? Um, so that's, that's that, uh, hopefully I did this argument justice and, uh, you do not believe that robots are going to, basically destroy the economy right sounds like uh it's it's always that right it sounds like the, the deflationary cycle well, shit we better start stealing everybody's money just a tiny bit bit by bit bleed them out every day or we'll just fall in this economic black hole and then <laughs> we better slow down and that's 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 quote right i mean bill gates used that we bet they better slow down this progress, you know, or somehow it's going to mean slower progress. I mean, like, I, I don't even, I don't even get that. Like, it's like, I've got to punch you in the face so that I don't punch you in the face. That's, that's, uh, that's what I feel like that argument is. Um, yeah, so that's that. I, I don't think I'm really going to do, uh, I even want to say one little uh, headline thing, anti-war. Uh, apparently Trump uh, from antiwar.com, Trump says the June 12th summit with Kim is back on. CNN.com main story, Trump can't obstruct his lawyers, told Mueller. 
If the president has the power to terminate the inquiry or use his power to pardon, his lawyers argued, whatever. So, uh, so apparently <laughs> this fucking economic summit is back on. Economic summit. This, uh, you know, talks with uh, North Korea is back on. Hard to really think of anything more important than that, right? Like, I think the North Korean population is something like 25 million. You know, so we're talking about the welfare of 25 million people. Probably 99% of them are basically starving slaves. And, um, It's not even, I mean, it's just not even on there. They, uh, the only article that is on somewhere located on the front page is Kim reportedly wants someone to pay his hotel bill for the summit with the U.S. Oh my God. Like, it's so bad. I mean, I don't know what the demographic that reads this like like that this is the place they get the news but uh whoo you better watch out for them as they have a fucking twisted view of the world and what is happening and what is important so anyway uh i'll leave you with a bit of good news you know we've had um We've had a, a several day turnaround, I believe it is, in uh, in Bitcoin. Yeah, I'm, I've got it. Uh, I've got the chart up here, TradingView.com, um, and TradingView is really cool if you're uh, if you're into uh, trading crypto and I guess really anything. Um, it's uh, it's neat. It's it's like a weird. Uh, there's almost like a social network inside where you can like make your own analysis tools and then share them, and people can like comment on them or favorite them and you can actually use stuff that analysis tools that other people have made and anyway um so uh it's you know one two three we're in day four of a uh of this rise and we are right now at 7632 um you know we're certainly way down off of you know where where we've been i mean there's a a big downward trend since we were pushing up like nineteen, twenty thousand. But uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if it, you know. And I and I mean, you know, let me let me say this. I I am in no way like a uh, a trading you know expert like whatsoever. Um, but you know, maybe this this downtrend was definitely broken. Uh, you know, back in April, we've been sort of climbing, but then we hit, you know, big, we almost sort of gave back everything that we, we got. So, um, but anyway, you know, it's, it's a, it's a good day. Uh, you know, I still, I, I still planning on doing a, a crypto podcast and you know, what's cool too, is like doing something like that. It's like, gives me a chance to sort of read up and kind of get my thoughts about it. Um, more straight. The, um, you know, I, I mean, for me, just like really quickly, uh, kind of like everything, you know, uh, I mean, I've kind of I've kind of talked how, how it sort of bugs me about Peter Schiff with uh, crypto, um, you know, and I, it's not that he may turn out to be right. Like Bitcoin, maybe it turns out to like be worthless and never really be used. 
But he, uh, first, I think his analysis is generally like really weak. You know, uh, today or yesterday, he was talking about it. He's looking at like Google trends and saying, oh, people aren't searching as much as they used to. And, you know, Bitcoin, it's this Ponzi scheme and they need new money to come in, you know, whatever. And I mean, that's not right. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, or the demand goes up the way everything else does, even in a flat economy because of inflation. I mean, wouldn't that just drive the price up? And also, like, you know, I mean, and this is something that on the other side, you know, with Bitcoin or crypto in general, I'm surprised at how many years now it's been um, sort of the technology has been out there and been developed and it still hasn't really come in in any significant way to almost anybody's life. You know, and I, I mean, to me, like, that's always really the thing. Like, all of this is sort of like, this is a bunch of people putting a bunch of money as a bet that they think that this kind of blockchain cryptocurrency technology is going to, it's going to, like, take hold. Uh, and, you know, it's going to be this way that allows us to transfer money around in a really, you know, a really fast way, anonymous if we want, across borders. You know, there there was some uh, coin or token sale uh, launch in Africa and, you know, million, $30 million or something was, was raised, you know, and I mean, you know, how, you know, uh, and it, it, it's funny, I read through the Zimbabwe bank was like trying to block it and fight it in court. You know what? I, I have two, um, I think they are $100 trillion uh, Bank of Zimbabwe notes, you know? So if they are against crypto, I mean, I don't know that there could be anything like a, a stronger vote in telling you that maybe this crypto shit is good because they obviously don't know fuck all about money, right? I mean, they, you know, just one of the, the most like ridiculous cases of hyperinflation that, you know, the world's ever seen. So uh, anyway, um, so that's nice. Um, you know, hopefully it keeps up. Uh, I think it's been interesting that, you know, we've kind of heard a lot about the institutional money coming in and that's going to be this big, big, big boost for Bitcoin, you know, and, and uh, it's, uh, you know, another thing you'll hear people blast it, say, oh, you know, I guess it didn't really, you know, do what they thought. But I mean, doesn't every market price shit like that in ahead of time? So maybe that's the run up in December, right? That's when we were all getting excited. We were all getting excited about this, you know, hedge funds or whatever, you know, however <clears throat> it's working. And, um, and now, you know, there, there's like a big sell off. I mean, because maybe people got over exuberant. Uh, so anyway, I mean, you know, I, I take a pretty like safe view. I mean, I, I certainly have some, you know, a good amount of, of my money in, in this space right now. Uh, but I sure as hell, I, you know, people ask me about it. What should I do? I just say, I don't know, man, you, if you want to put your money in here, you better fucking do the research. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm okay. Like if I lose all this money, all right, you know, it sucks, but, uh, you know, I'm in, like I, I, I made the bet and, and, you know, hopefully it'll, it'll work out. And, 
Um, but like, I definitely don't know that it's true. Like, I don't know the future. I mean, nobody does. Nobody does, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, the, the only sort of economy thing I'll just mention is, is, you know, I, I think another reason that I, I listen a little bit less to Schiff and I, I really, I, I sound like I'm coming off like negative. I mean, I absolutely love Peter Schiff, everything he puts out, you know, I eat it up. Um, doesn't mean I can't disagree with the guy, you know, and maybe he's right and I'm wrong or maybe I'm wrong and he's right. Like, I, you know, I don't know, but you know, I definitely, I am not in lockstep with everything that, you know, Peter Schiff says. And I have always felt that he has a pretty poor grasp on technology. Um, but something about the economy, and this may be just like a teaser because I wanted to do a more in-depth kind of monetary episode. Um, but, you know, uh, Hayek said, and this was the first Austrian economics book I ever read. Uh, this would probably be my like official entrance into like full-on libertarian. And Hayek said, and uh, and I believe this man won a Nobel Prize for describing boom and bust cycles um, that were created by uh, the government uh, or, you know, central banks inflating the money supply. Uh, so this was really, I mean, he's, I, I think all the Austrians, I would assume then that, you know, he is kind of the expert. And um, I know he had a big, like, information problem, which I meant to mention earlier, but uh, that doesn't really connect to this and um maybe maybe it was Mises anyway I'll, I'll do my homework before I start talking about that um but you know basically the idea of the inflation um working right like the idea is that it has to happen in an unexpected way so it has to um be like like if there was just steady inflation let's say five percent a year Everybody would price that in to their businesses, right? So if you sold, if you at the end of the year made 5% more sales, you know, than the previous year, you would literally chalk that up to inflation and say, you know, we were flat year over year because there's no mystery. We know what inflation is and we just, you know, we price it in. We know it. So in order for it to actually have this sort of quote unquote stimulating effect is that it has to be, it has to happen in a way that is unexpected, right? So just constant inflation, like a percentage, right? Let's say, I mean, our Fed tries to target 2%. So let's say it's just 2%, 2%, 2%. What Hayek would say is that will not cause a bubble. That is not how bubbles get caused. Because people expect it to be 2%. It is 2%. They are not going to go out and make new capital investments to expand their production to meet this fake demand. I mean, that's essentially, that's what these bubbles are, right? Inflation causes people unexpected or unknown, like secret inflation. It causes businesses to think that they are, there is more demand than there is. So then they make investments and they expand their business. And eventually, right, like they, you know, you find that the, you know, this sort of happens throughout the economy. Eventually, you know, this sort of increasing inflation slows down. And, you know, it's kind of like the musical chairs or whatever. The, you know, the music's off and all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, you know, it was, 
there really wasn't all this increased demand. Um, so that's like, you know, the kind of the basic idea. And so, you know, really, in order to like keep the stimulation going, you really need to keep increasing the rate of inflation. And uh, for my more physics oriented audience members, it that kind of sounds like uh, acceleration, right? I'm saying basically like, take the derivative of it, right? Like, if you, you know, you have the if the position was the amount of money, you know, the velocity would be the rate of inflation. And what I'm saying is like the derivative of the rate of inflation. So like the acceleration, you know, so you, you, the rate of inflation actually has to increase continually, uh, really, to keep this stimulating thing up. And um, I actually shared an article in the Facebook group about that that I wrote years ago. Um, you read about that and that, you know, there's just no way you can keep that going. And... Um, you know, I mean, you just cannot keep increasing the rate of inflation. I mean, you know, you, you will hit hyperinflation. I mean, your currency will collapse uh, before this. So, um, but the, you know, but that's really the only way to sort of like do this stimulating thing. And the the reason I'm sort of just bringing that up and, and sort of in light of Schiff and just sort of with this topic and is that, uh, you know, it's something that I wanted, and I, you know, I honestly don't know much about. I've, I've like sent him private messages; he just doesn't respond to. Uh, but I've wanted to hear him talk about, or somebody that kind of has a better grasp on, on you know, economics and the way things work. Is that, I mean, as far as I know, like, I, yeah, I, I believe that you know, inflation is is not um, reported honestly, absolutely. Uh, but I don't think that it's. I mean, they're not like they're basically they have the one knob, right? The the interest rates, and they they're not continually lowering interest rates, right? We would they were at zero for a long time. I mean, they would have been negative and negative and more and more negative, uh, and that hasn't happened. And actually, quite the opposite, right? They've slightly increased them. Uh, so the way that I read Hayek is. We shouldn't be in a bubble right now. I mean, if it, I, I maybe and maybe there's a lot of other factors that go into inflation that I'm not uh, considering. But unless inflation is increasing faster, like the rate of inflation is increasing um, over, you know, since whatever 2008, I just don't see how. Uh, this would be a bubble. And I'm not saying that we're not in a bubble. I'm literally saying, like, I don't see how we are. I don't understand how we are. I believe that we might be, but I don't I, – I, I kind of, like, it's it, my economics understanding at this time is not getting me there. Um, and I'm – yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of hoping – some at some point somebody maybe maybe I can get Woods to talk about it. I'm not even sure like Woods really has. I mean, he's obviously got like the theory aspect down, <clears throat> but I think you know I kind of want a guy like Schiff or you know somebody that kind of is really paying attention every single day. You know, to to kind of talk about this and and try to explain why you know there is this bubble. Um, so, uh, you know, let's wrap it up there. Um, we can, uh, I, maybe I'll, I can mention a couple of, uh, 
Let's see uh, a couple of um, or here's here's some topics. <clears throat> and if you you know you message me or whatever, find me on Twitter. These are some sort of future things, um, and you know any anything that like really jumps out at you. You know, uh, one I wanted to do a show on the history of economic thought from the Austrian perspective. That may be a little bit down the line because I actually want to do some more reading. But I, there's a really good uh, Murray Rothbard book on that. Uh, really sort of shows that you know um, Adam Smith is not really this sort of godfather of capitalism, the way that he is portrayed and the things that Adam Smith really got wrong that actually were already solved problems in economics before. It's interesting. Um, and I've read some of it. Um, a big one, man, is uh, why property rights are good for the environment. And, uh, you know, this is a really big thing. And this is something I uh, kind of a message that I really like to remember. And I don't even think I mentioned it so far. Now we're at the end of our third episode. And that is that, you know, I am not, I, I am a libertarian because I think it's actually better for the environment. Like, you know, if you really care about man-made global warming, then, you know, go the libertarian route because the government is the big polluter, right? Army, you know, all this stuff. Um, I am a libertarian because I think it's better for the poor and the middle class. You know, we talked today a lot about how regulations sort of slow the economy down and, you know, how like really letting it hum is, is you know, produces more wealth for everyone. And we talked uh, last episode a little bit about the, you know, the idea. I don't think I really proved it very well, but just like the idea that that there really aren't natural monopolies, that it's actually, you know, the, the, the government, act, government actually has to create these things. They have to give special monopoly privilege to a company and then there's no competition and then they rule. And, and of course, that now that company just doesn't have the same profit mode of driving them to do well you know they're just fat and happy they have no competition um so you know they i think that you know libertarians are often often looked at as like these you know kind of straight white males that want their guns and are a little bit nerdy and they really care about the you know finance and ec economics or something but um you know to me it's you know like the, the it's really like the most loving way that that you know we can sort of organize ourselves to let people be free and you know have all the voluntary interactions that their little hearts desire um so anyway so that's you know that's one uh, i read on uh well, I wanted to talk at some point about the Free State Project, and maybe I put that in another episode. I don't know. That would be a whole episode. Um, and I thought it was kind of funny to think, like, is there hope? I mean, because these people are definitely, like, trying to do something for real. They're not just, you know, talking. Um, so maybe, uh, you know, I'll convince myself and we'll change the name of the podcast. Uh, I saw an article about the uh, Google Pentagon AI drones. <laughs> That sounds terrifying. Uh, Google got rid of their... They officially do not have their company slogan anymore. Their motto is not uh, don't be evil, right? That was like their their whole thing for years. So they got rid of it because now I guess they're working with the military, making drones. Awesome. 
Uh, recently, I saw a sort of slew of ads of, of these like weird PR apologies by like, Facebook and Uber and Wells Fargo. And I, was, I actually have no idea what Wells Fargo did. I think I think Uber's CEO was like a total like bro kind of rapey dude or something. And obviously, Facebook has been with all this like um, privacy stuff. Uh, you know, another topic that I was that uh, I, I kind of just popped in my head on my own. I mean, I have a lot of like vegan friends. I mean, most of my friends are liberal, right? Like, I mean, I, I'm not like, I have some very close friends that are pretty libertarian leaning and everything. But, uh, you know, my sort of like larger friend group is is very heavily uh, populated by uh, liberals. And um, so um, lots of lots of vegans and vegetarians. And, and you know, I'm, I absolutely love animals. I if I, uh, you know, I, I do eat meat and, uh, and I, I think like my moral line that I draw is like, I, I, uh, I think it's okay to kill an animal, you know, to eat. Um, but just morally for me, the, like torturing is kind of where I draw the line, you know, and I think that a lot of our sort of food, uh, practices in the United States are definitely torture, you know, so, uh, I mean, I, tr I try to buy like free range stuff or whatever. Um, but uh, I, in thinking about that, is I, I think that's like a kind of a, a little bit of a murky topic, voluntarism and, you know, libertarianism, whatever. Um, but, you know, maybe there is a place for uh, animal rights in, in uh, you know, libertarianism. Um, you know, maybe these little guys like own their bodies and you know again like i i don't know i mean i can't, you can't say you can't kill them or you know and we're not eating um but like you know maybe there's some level of like in integrity that you have to show an animal it's not it's not property in the sense of like you know my sneakers um it's it seems pretty like natural. I, I I don't know. Anyway, so maybe you know maybe we'll we'll get on that at some point. Um, something that's pretty cool, and I haven't read about, uh, so I don't know the details. But sports betting legalization, I, I think that happened sort of at the federal level. Um, so those are all topics that uh, that I have out there um, for future episodes. And you know, uh, if if anything, you know, sounds particularly interesting or you have something else that you you know you'd like to hear certainly reach out to me um twitter is patrick j bradley and uh facebook group is um it's something like patrick bradley no hope podcast or something like that uh so that's it and uh i will talk to you guys soon have a good one <laughs>